Welcome to the Danger Zone, and this is Commander Bly. Uh, so, where to begin? Well, this is the first podcast ever, on my own, I should say. Um, I've done just a couple little podcast uh, guests on the uh, bar experience the, with DJ Barnett and Vince Rodriguez. Um, if you guys ever want to go check them out, they're on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple um, podcast or Applecast, I believe it is. I'm not too sure. You can also go follow them on Instagram at uh, the Bar Experience, and also on uh, Facebook. Give them a like and a follow. That is again the Bar Experience. Now, uh, where to begin? So, just this one's going to be a pretty quick one, I guess. Um, just wanted to get put an intro in there and just talk about what we're going to end up talking about on here and um, go through this. Uh, I don't expect each episode to be uh, more than 30 minutes at a time, if if even that, but they'll be short episodes unless I get end up having uh, people come on the show and join or whatever that may be. Um, but first off, I'd like to also give a shout out to the bar experience with dj barnett and vince rodriguez uh for the inspiration just to really kick this off um i guess it also will help me out with the uh streaming aspect of everything that i'm going to end up doing with the gaming on my new pc um but yeah definitely thanking them for the inspiration on this because uh it took a lot of uh preparation to get to where i'm at at this point um but yeah i'm looking forward to uh getting through this so what to really talk about um well typically everybody knows me for being a huge star wars nerd um so with that being said a lot of my subjects will probably just be strictly star wars or even just sci-fi uh, films in general. I'm a huge, pretty big, uh, huge film junkie, um, such as, of course, Star Wars, Dune, uh, Terminator, Alien series, the Predator series, Terminator, so on and so forth. Um, also big on racing, so I may throw that in there if you guys are interested in hearing about that. But we can always comment on the on the. Um, podcasts after i post them of course so i guess the first subject we'll just start off with is uh star wars so i got into star wars let's say 1995 i think it was maybe 1996 um my grandmother had the vhs um original trilogy and she just put that on. I just remember her putting it on and I just getting hooked right then and there. As soon as you see uh, the Tantive Four flying after the, uh, the scroll credits and then the Star Destroyer just coming in blasting up behind it. Um, just that in general, just as a kid at, you know, five years old is just, it's huge, because um, I've never seen anything like it before at the time, and uh, it really 
really just sparked my interest and I was just like, okay, this is cool. Let's watch the next one. So we put in Empire Strikes Back and then uh, so on and so forth with the Return of the Jedi. Or as I also love to say, Revenge of the Jedi, the original title for Episode 6 before it was changed due to focus groups. Um, but it, it, it's... With Star Wars, it really, really just gets me... It's my getaway. Let's just say a getaway drug. You know, where people, other people probably were out doing actual drugs and all that stuff. Star Wars kept me, you know, really just focused on it. You know, the, the lore, the backstories of everything, the character, you know, growth, and then um, all that stuff. Come 1999 for episode one. Uh, I was in second grade? No. Second? Yeah. I think it was about second second or third grade. Uh, you know, I'm watching it theaters and just blown away. Yeah, everybody older and that was from the original trilogy, you know, really hated episode one. And of course, you know, there are those reasons to hate uh, episode one, such as Jar Jar um, and all that stuff. But for the time that it was and everything like that it, it's it does have its perks for being a great movie yes the soundtrack alone from john williams is fantastic um the the lightsaber sequences because of the choreographing of the lightsaber uh, duels between qui-gon jinn and darth maul and then um obi-wan qui-gon and darth maul towards the end in the duel of fates now Setting that all aside, just the politics behind it is intriguing. Just as George Lucas says, it's always, you know, mirrors past political powers and events and history. And ironically, if you pay attention to the political side of Star Wars, it even shows how history repeats itself today in some way or form. Not necessarily just like back in World War II or anything, but certain events have occurred but enough of that i'm not going to go too much into po politics here on on my podcast as we don't need that we just don't need that here um don't get me wrong there i will have snippets here and there maybe just to reference back to star wars on it as it's a good way to look at it um and all that but continuing on after episode one you know, you go follow into 2002 with the Attack of the Clones. Um, you know, that's it's not one of my favorites. I think it's probably honestly one of my least favorite Star Wars movies from the Skywalker Saga, as we now call it. Um, of course, the clones, finding out about them and just everything about that. And Battle of Geonosis, I think, was honestly my favorite part of the entire movie. Probably, most likely, everybody else's as well. But, um, again, it just it has its perks and has its, you know, um, how can I say, uh, faults. Um, then come 2005, you know, I'm in seventh grade, uh, and <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is honestly my favorite 
Star Wars uh, movie and episode. And it's just really, just really dark. And I'm, I'm really for the dark uh, style of mo- any kind of movie. But the way they showed Anakin become Darth Vader and just progressing and his character and um it's just so badass it's it's very um very intriguing on how george lucas really made anakin you know mold into what he becomes as darth vader and darth sidious doing what he did to uh have that that have that happen um now years later we get the clone wars and all that stuff and george lucas and dave filoni and all the connections now that you see and need to pay attention to makes just so much more sense as most of us know if you read the books and whatnot but getting out there and watching even the clone wars really ties in a lot of questions you may have just if you only only watch the movies but before I keep straying off back and forth, um, yeah, so after episode three in 2005, it's just one of my favorite all-time Star Wars movies. Very well done. Um, and then, you know, we had a hiatus. Yeah, we had the Clone Wars on Cartoon Network at the time, and then it went to Netflix and all that good stuff. I mean... It was, it was really hard not to have Star Wars, <laughs> at least for me. But you know, you watch the other, the pre, all three prequels. You watch all the original trilogies, and uh, it just you had you had what you had. And then some years later, you hear on the news that George Lucas sold to Disney. <laughs> You know, but in, after Disney also announced, oh, yeah, we're going to do Star Wars. We're going to do a sequel trilogy, all that. Yeah, we were all psyched. Can't deny it. Can't even fucking deny it. We were all excited. Um, and believe me, uh, when I say it, it's the sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy is may not be the best, but also just like the prequels. I mean, everything grows with time i mean the prequels aged very well i think uh just from social media alone on facebook all the star wars groups everybody seems to be hating on the 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 sequel trilogy over the prequels now and now the prequels are fucking godly as well and of course the original trilogy is the omega <clears throat> but other than that I think the the, the uh, new trilogy will definitely age well. Maybe not the Last Jedi, but the truth, Last Jedi, it has again. It's like uh, Attack of the Clones and the Phantom Menace. It has its faults, big time, but it definitely has its perks here and there. As a standalone movie. If it was never actually a part of the Skywalker saga necessarily, but as a filler movie, um, I think it would have done a lot better. But to 
integrate it as a episode of the Skywalker Saga, I don't think it should have happened in that sense. Just like Rogue One, it was perfect. It was perfect. A standalone movie to fill in moments before, well, the ending of Rogue One, moments before episode four, A New Hope. And it's just very, very intriguing to see how they did that. And that was perfect. And I think, I think after The Force Awakens and a lot of shit get being given for that movie and then Rogue One came out and everyone was like, oh yes, but there was still those, that part of the fan base that really toxic, it was very toxic about it. And again, everybody can, well, somewhat argue about Rogue One, but Rogue One, I think I think in our Star Wars fan base, we all really agree upon it being a very good movie. And, uh, a very well-placed movie, I should say, as well. Um, but, you know, it's... I think it also... It's, Disney kind of got that momentum and got cocky with it. They didn't learn from it, and they didn't take in that. And uh, Ryan Johnson, as he even said, you know, you can't just always do fan-based or please the fans with what they want when in fact it's star wars it's a huge universe you can tell any fucking story you want i get that but don't ruin it by straying off someone else's story which i don't think was a good idea they got multiple different writers for each of these movies and directors and it just really threw it out you know george lucas was at least involved with every single of the first um, six movies because he wrote them he had them from down from day one so it made it a lot easier for directors and the writers to really you know embrace what George wanted when it came to Disney and all that they George wasn't really involved yeah he may have been there on set here and there but he was not directly involved so it really straight off when it came to The Last Jedi and that's where the fan base split I should say, into a to two, maybe even three parts. And we can never agree to like any of the other movies. Even when it came to Solo right after, I really did enjoy Solo. Maybe not a lot of Han Solo fans out there enjoyed that movie, but you know what? Again, for a standalone movie, it was great. It was well done. And um, Mr. Howard, I applaud you on your efforts to film refilm a lot of that footage and take on that that throne for that so congrats mr howard congrats um also going in from after solo we ended up having our rise of skywalker now i absolutely love the rise of skywalker due to the fact again because of how dark it got you had Darth Sidious, one of my favorite Siths of all time, second to Darth Vader. And it's, it's, the way they brought him back was actually perfectly executed. Yes, there's questions to, well, they just had to throw it in there and please the fans and call it a day because that's what we wanted. 
Well, the fans spoke, and yes, that's exactly what we wanted, and we all flipped our ever-loving shit, did we not? If you didn't, you're lying, because you did. Now, with that being said, it did feel kind of rushed here and there. I think they should have fill in, filled in a lot more backstory. And, you know, I like the fact that they had a throw in there. The city has created Snoke, but it makes a lot more sense and all that good stuff. If you read the books, I hope most of you have, whoever listens, um, and all that, have paid attention to detail because they do uh, describe a lot and fillers because you can't fit everything into a movie you got about three hours at most for most movies otherwise it becomes parts and all that and it's just not good for star wars um but you got to realize now with the rise of skywalker there's so much between then and even you know um from return of the jedi or revenge of the jedi and uh, it shows that in that 30-plus year gap, how much shit could have happened and what did happen. And this is where this becomes into where Disney Plus has released The Mandalorian. And this is where the fan base grew back into one fan base in this aspect, is because of the fact the Mandalorian serves the fans and what we wanted, and it tells a story and backstory of that leading into the sequels and leaving the original trilogy and even, even the prequels itself. Hardly even mentions Darth Vader, if not at all, and the fact that they don't really mention the Empire but fragments, and that's what I love. It, it really shows how the Empire is struggling to hold power, but this last season, and yes, spoilers if you have yet to even touch the Mandalorian Season 2 or even Mandalorian in general on Disney+, Plus. if so, turn off this podcast and go start watching it. Um, but it's amazing. You know, leading up into the sequels, of what I believe is helping, of course, Darth Sidious in the creation of the First Order. Luke's taking Grogu, or others would call Baby Yoda. Um, it's just amazing what they've done with the Mandalorian, bringing certain characters into it from Clone Wars, from the prequels, from the original trilogy, and even... S- I, if I remember it, there was something that involved the even the sequels. Um, I can't pinpoint it. I could be wrong. But I, I made a connection there. A lot of connections. Especially in season two. And it just amazes me that there's so much in just those two seasons alone that have fixed a lot of Star Wars when it comes to the sequels and even even filling in little gaps and questions that we've all had for years since the original trilogy yeah most of us may not like the fact that the original canon of books um got just scraped away and forgotten in a way but 
I've noticed Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they've really looked at it and integrated a lot of, you know, some Old Republic stuff and really kept tight to the old legend books. Um, bringing, when Dave Filoni brought Thrawn into the, thing, uh, into the mix with um, Star Wars Rebels, which is another good cartoon show, 3D animated, um, bringing him into it really showed, you know, the fans that, yes, this is going in the right direction. And then that name drop during the Ahsoka episode of Thrawn at the end was just amazing. And I really do hope Thrawn does get involved in season three or even end up being season four for the Mandalorian. Um, it's a lot. It, it, it really does take a lot to, um, Please, a lot of fans, especially when a lot of them were crybabies over stupid things when it comes to Star Wars, they can't just appreciate what they're watching, even if it's not what they wanted. And that's what I also found out, like a lot of, or what I've noticed, not found out, but noticed after The Last Jedi, a lot of the people that were butthurt <laughs> of the movies, at least the ones that tried to you know, predict what was going to happen or their theories of what was going to happen for that movie and they were wrong. I mean, I called it. I called a lot of good stuff. I was dead on. I'm just, it sucks sometimes because then it kind of ruins the movie for me in a way because it's like, well, shit, I did predict that and I called it. But I did the same thing with The Rise of Skywalker and... I was right about a lot. Darth Sidious coming back. This is going to happen like this. That's going to happen. Here's all these outcomes that could possibly go on in the next movies. And it happened. And so I was happy with it. But at the same time, you get all these people that try to come up with all these theories. And because of social media, they put it out there. And people read it. And it's two-faced. Or it's just false information. And could be something because they like that theory and they're just like oh pumped up because they're like expecting that in the movie in the back of their head and then it doesn't happen and it just ruins the entire experience for them that's why you always got to go in with an open mind on any kind of movie like this and or even story and just enjoy it for what it is i think if you go in there more open-minded and not expecting things you're gonna go in there and you're gonna come out more happy and enjoyment for that movie even respect for that movie and uh, I think a lot of people when it comes to the Star Wars fan base need to you know heed that warning and do do take that advice and um, roll with it because theories making theories and predictions it's just not a good idea it's not and um, I think it really, really just ruins the experience for others when they get butthurt that they're wrong. Um, but by no means, don't get me wrong, you know, go and make your theories, but don't express it to everybody else unless it's to your friends and they ask about it. But don't go on social media throwing out theories that this is going to happen or this this person's gonna play this and 
get everybody else's hopes up because maybe they don't go and read a lot of good, you know, articles of legitimacy when it comes to Star Wars or any other kind of movie. But because before I get all off topic here, when it comes to Star Wars, the entire saga for the Skywalker and now the Mandalorian, it's gone in a great place. It is now healed to a good, stable point where we all love it. And we are expecting more and more and more and love being surprised each Friday night, or Thursday night, I should say, if you stay all the way up till midnight or just after midnight, to start streaming The Mandalorian. Um, now Disney has, has announced about a month ago or, now, or, or so now, or just a couple weeks ago, of every series and movie that they're going to be pushing out on Disney+. Plus. The Alkalite, or The Acolyte. I am definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Um, as I am a huge Dark Side uh, fanboy when it comes to Star Wars. I do, do hope that the rumors are true from Star Wars, if, uh, from Disney. I believe the Acolyte takes place before the Phantom Menace, or it leads into the events of the Phantom Menace or so. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe I've um, been hearing. The High Republic being its new front running is uh, really cool. I'm looking forward to definitely getting the uh, the new High Republic book, um, Light of the Jedi Order, I believe it is, and getting to experience the new canon. Visions is another one series I'm looking forward to on Disney Plus. Hearing that there all these anime, you know, artists and developers that are going to be making each episode and running them so it's kind of like halo legends in a way um where it had every different aspect of every different anime such as dragon ball z style gundams um and so on and so forth and i think that's going to be a really cool uh cool thing to watch um then there's rogue squadron I'm really looking forward to that. I think they're going to most likely set base on that one and probably around Return of the Jedi, if not just after, during the events of Mandalorian, like they are going to do with the Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, what other good ones could seem to be good? Of course, Kenobi. We're all looking forward to that. And Hayden, Christ Hayden Christensen being back for... Uh, uh, that series as well, and then everybody's, you know, head over heels for the book of um, book of Boba Fett. And yes, that end of credit scene with Boba Fett at Jabba's palace was amazing. Sitting in the throne was even better. Like he is there to fuck shit up and own all the crime syndicates. So, that being said, that is great to see and hear. Um, but you guys got to tell me, too. You know, comment, you know, leave on my page. Uh, Commander Bly and, and the Danger Zone on Facebook. Go like and follow and get updates 
and see the posts of me uh, posting my podcasts and even my streaming for games and all that. I might also integrate my live streams as well to do podcasts at the same time. Maybe change it up a little bit here and there. But um, yeah, definitely go and like that on my page on Facebook. Um, no Instagram at this time. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to post my podcast. Probably Google Podcast and hopefully try to get it on Spotify and a couple other little places here and there. But I really do hope this kind of uh, side thing goes off and works out to my advantage. Just something fun. You know, the bar experience definitely uh, put me in an inspirational mood to uh, pursue this. I think it's kind of fun just to get out there, vent, talk, whatever it may be, and show uh, show my side of things, I guess, you know. Um, so definitely drop my, drop by that page on Facebook, like it, follow, comment, even post on there. I'll even allow the posts and uh, give me some tips on what I may be able to do to help myself out on doing the podcast or even live streaming and uh, I'll definitely take into thought and write down all the notes and come up with new subjects if possible and go from there so we're hitting our 30 minute mark so I don't want to keep going any further right now this is just more of an intro so definitely again drop by that Facebook page like and follow and then uh, also check out the bar experience Instagram and Facebook like and follow DJ Barnett and Vince Rodriguez from winners definitely check them out they're a great great uh, set of dudes uh, met them actually at Force Awakens um, uh, premiere so that's where we all met and kicked it off from there and had a great time um, typically I'm the Star Wars liaison, even though these guys are just as much fans as I am, but I guess I go in a little bit more detail than any of the other guys. <laughs> but definitely go check them out, the bar experience. They're the guys that even put me in the inspirational mood to get this done, and uh, couldn't do it without them. So definitely check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They're also on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Apple Podcast, and so on and so forth. I believe SoundCloud. But um, definitely go check them out. I keep going on and on. sound like a broken record at this point. But go check them out. Have a blast. Y'all have a good day.